Welcome to the sermon podcast of Northridge Presbyterian Church in Dallas, Texas. I'm Betsy Sweetenberg, the pastor here, and I hope that in this podcast, you see what we seek to do week after week, approaching the stories of our faith with a holy curiosity, not shutting the book because the stories are hard or there are truths we'd rather ignore. Instead, approaching scripture, trusting that God will meet us there, full of grace and truth, teaching us something new about how we are to live in this world God so loves. She must have been overwhelmed as Joseph gently placed the screaming baby in her arms, running her hands over the feet that had been lodged in her ribs, seeing the arms stretch out the same way they had stretched out and pushed against the side of her stomach. She must have been overwhelmed to finally hold this child that her own body had housed for the better part of a year. Looking down at that fragile body with the tiniest fingers and toes and being overcome by the hopes and dreams and fears she'd so carefully toiled over during his nine-month lease on her body. Looking down and wrapping him with her hopes and dreams for his life. I hope he's kind. I hope he'll say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. I hope he knows he's loved. I hope he's not living with me after his 18th birthday. I hope he's a good sleeper. I hope he always has a good community of faith. I hope others treat him well. I hope his suffering is balanced with joy. I hope his failure is met with fortitude and humility. I hope he likes to eat what we like to eat. I hope I'm a good enough mother for this small child. Surely Mary was overcome with emotion and overwhelmed by the transition to motherhood. And the overwhelm must have compounded when she looked at him again, committing all the curves of his face to memory, running her fingers over the rolls of fat on his thighs marveling at his tiny digits as they wrapped around her index finger and remembering that this isn't just any child. This is the child. This is God's child, God with us. And I wonder if that realization sparked wonder or confusion for Mary looking down at that babe and comprehending that this is how God chose to come to us. God chose to come as a helpless child, fully dependent on others, fragile, fussy, exhausting. For a powerful God, it is quite a surprising plan There must have been so many options much grander than a gassy, colicky infant, she must have thought to herself. A babe born to common people without resources, without status, without anything other than open hearts and willing spirits. Mary must have been overwhelmed to realize that her mighty God chose to be mightily dependent on her with this plan of showing up as an infant. 
After all, the survival of Emmanuel, the infant, did require Mary to make a choice, to nurse through the night, to change diaper after diaper after diaper, to plan her days out in advance so that this child would be able to nap and eat at the right times, to keep him clean and fed and cradled. She must have been overwhelmed to realize that God's bold and risky plan required something of her. That she would have to choose to say yes to protecting this child so that he could grow up and have a chance to usher in God's kingdom. Surely she was overwhelmed when she realized that saying yes to the angel offering her very body as the home for God's child was simply the beginning. That was actually the easy part. But caring for this child? Well, that would require so much more than her body. It would require her whole life. God chose to come to us as one of us. That's what we marvel at on this Christmas morning. And as Frederick Beekner puts it, it's the news of Christmas, which means we can never be sure of God again. Because once we have seen him in a stable, we can never be sure where he will appear or to what lengths he will go or to what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation he will descend in his wild pursuit of humankind. If holiness and the awful power and majesty of God were present in the least auspicious of all events, this birth of a peasant's child, then there is no place or time so lowly and earthbound where holiness is incapable of showing up. And this means that we are never safe. There is no place where we can hide from God, no place where we are safe from God's power to break into and recreate the human heart because it is just where he seems most help helpless that he is most strong and just where we least expect him that he comes most fully. And as if that's not overwhelming enough to comprehend, Beekner also points out that for those of us who believe in God, it means that this birth, this, that God himself is never safe from us. God comes in such a way that we can always turn him down. As we could crack the baby's skull like an eggshell or nail him up when he gets too big for that. God comes to us in the hungry people we do not have to feed. God comes to us in the lonely people we do not have to comfort. God comes to us in all the desperate human need of people everywhere that we are always free to turn our backs upon. It means that God puts himself at our mercy, not only in the sense of the suffering that we can cause him by our blindness and coldness and cruelty, but by the suffering that we can cause him simply by suffering ourselves. Because that is the way love works. And when someone we love suffers, we suffer with them. And we would not have it otherwise because the suffering and the love are one just as it is with God's love for us. 
Mary must have been overwhelmed to realize that God came down to her in the mess and muck and dirt of a stable. And she must have been overwhelmed to realize that she would have to make a choice to care for that child every day of her life. May we be overwhelmed like she was when we remember that God comes to us still in the mess and the muck and the ordinariness of our lives. And may we be overwhelmed when we remember that our choice is no different than hers. On Christmas Day and the whole year through, the question looms for each of us. Will we care for this infant lowly, infant holy? Amen. Go out into God's world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all persons. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And as you go, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the power of the Spirit bless you and keep you this day, and always, always. Amen.